It's time for Out of Bounds. Two beauties! With William Quackenbush. Slow your roll. The, the show goes till three, loser. And Ben Milstead. My gosh, we need an intervention for you. Be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson. Touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. Out of bounds. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. It's time. All right, let's do this. Match point, touchdown, etc. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the roar on a Monday, February 12th, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Uh, 654 Roar is the number if you'd like to hang on for the ride with us today. 654-7627. You want to hop on? Uh, you could do it via phone. You could do it via the Adams of Co. Roofing text line really appreciate uh really appreciate everybody who's gonna do that we just uh you know we speak with expectation here on the show uh ben milstead happy monday to you i feel like i'm i'm prepared to go 120 percent today because it's monday it's gloomy it's like 60 and humid and it's just not great outside and i feel like people are just gonna need that pick me up all day so i'm willing to go the extra mile for the people today you're a giver you're a giver. That's what, just today, though. Just today. No promises about tomorrow. I am doing very well. Thank Excellent. you. I am. Uh, a, a, a most enjoyable weekend. And, you know, weekend is yeah, relative. I don't, I don't know. But this time <laughs> of year, it's just, just another day. Uh, but, yeah, a, a, great, a great weekend nonetheless. I think I um I was I was talking to my wife. I think yesterday was the first day that I didn't have some work related thing to do in I think since New Year's Day. Yeah, and you you said yesterday? Yes. And you didn't Saturday either. And I didn't Saturday either. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so you had had a day Did you know what to do with your <laughs> with your free time? I just leisurely, we had a, uh, I was helping out with a marriage conference at church this weekend, actually. And so the fact that I didn't have to sprint from the marriage conference, which ended at noon, um, to some place to plug in, to, it was probably going to be my in-laws house, to plug in and uh, join for halftime. I could just sort of leisurely, like, you know, watch the game on YouTube TV and listen to Don and Tim in the car and have my thoughts, you know, create my thoughts at my own pace, and I have to prepare something for halftime. It was weird. It was odd. Like, we got to halftime, and I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do here. Wonder what Ben's doing. <laughs> so, uh, was uh, quite excited to fire that up. Um, I have a lot of questions for you about the Syracuse game, which I thought was weird, and also um, mm-hmm. 
It was very, it was very good. I mean, it's a very good performance outs, outside of like one glaring thing, the turnovers, and they still, to me, won comfortably. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really worried about the outcome for much of the game. Um, what was the best thing you ate at Syracuse? That's what people want to know. People were very, uh, they were jacked up about the dinosaur, and we had that huge barbecue discussion. And so I feel like it was a lot of Syracuse food thoughts on Thursday. Yeah, no, I different time frame timeline for this trip because of an early game. So I ate with the team and did not did not leave the old hotel. Although although I almost went for a light jog Saturday morning, which would have involved leaving the hotel. But it was warmer there than it was here. Are you serious? In Syracuse, New York. Yes, it really was. Get out it was, of my it face. was amazing. In fact, I couldn't get because of the time of year. Obviously, they don't have. It's one of those old hotels where they have to switch from heat to air, and vi- so like my room's hot because I need air conditioning. Wouldn't. Yeah, it was. I one of the people there said it was a record high, uh, like low sixties, in Syracuse, New York, in mid February. Now remind me, did y'all stay out by the mall, or did y'all stay at the one da- like with the with the restaurant downstairs, or did y'all stay at a different hotel? Well, we stay at the same hotel pretty much every time. That's okay. about uh, a mile from from the arena. That it has it has two buildings and there's a breezeway in between them. Okay, you know what? I think we stayed there one time. Yeah, those are the yeah. I had the two in my brain. Normally, we stay at the same hotels. One or the, the other. Collegiate. Okay, yeah. I think we've stayed there once. The collegiate because I walked in my room and there is a there's an orange pillow on the bed that has a graduation symbol on it. Like, am I am I in the right place? You know, this looks like it's decorated for somebody else. <laughs> and then it later dawned on me. The collegiate, I get it. So it was a good trip. Listen, it's a great trip. Uh I mean it, it really was. There was there was some nervousness and and I'm anxious to talk about the game, but it's always a better trip coming home when uh, after a W, get that W. And there's been a lot of there's been a lot of plane trips with Ws. Five, here, here as a matter of fact, five road wins. Do you realize I, I tweeted this, and then after I, after I tweeted, I, I tweeted that Clemson's won three road games in a row yes i include the duke game don't 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 get me started i love how you threw it in you just hit it right in the middle but you it's actually it been there. four because they won at florida state they did they won at duke yes except for a bad call a bunch of bad calls then they win at north carolina at syracuse and you know and i'm thinking after the game quack and i'm hung up on the duke thing for this reason I wonder how many times anybody has ever won at those three places, those three being Duke, North Carolina, and Syracuse in the same year. Never mind back to back to back. And, oh, by the way, Florida State is traditionally a pretty tough place to play as well. You know, I mean, just think about that for a minute. The North Carolina, Duke, and Syracuse, I would argue those are the three places where you are playing the team and the building in a lot of in a lot of cases. So I don't know. I just thought about I thought about the significance 
you know, what should have been. It, it, again, it makes that Duke debacle hurt even worse. But um, I'll, I'll move on. That game, listen, I'm not gonna not gonna pretend like Syracuse is some great team. They're they're not very good. It's still a very good win for Clemson and some unusual stats in that one. Some areas that you were just downright bad and won anyway. Um, can I give you a fun stat on this? Give I had this me, ready. I saw your tweet and I was like, I I'm gonna look this up because I think you're right. Um, do you realize that between Duke and North Carolina and Syracuse? They have lost a combined five home games this year between them. Syracuse hmm. was eleven and one at home going into Saturday. How about that? Uh, Duke. Let me pull this up again. Duke is twelve and two at home, eleven and three, and uh, North Carolina is ten and one at home. Clemson's the only team to beat North Carolina in their building, and one of only two to beat uh, one of only two to beat Syracuse. The other team that's beaten Syracuse in their build now Syracuse again, as you said, not very good. They're one and seven quad one. They're below five hundred in the league, and they've got nine losses on the season. The only other team to beat Syracuse in their building. Uh, this year is, I believe, Florida State. Yes, Florida State is the only one. Florida State beat them by 16 back on January 23rd. They have beaten in league Pittsburgh, Boston College, Miami, NC State, and Louisville. And then in the non-conference, they had a couple nice wins. Cornell's a good team. They beat them. And uh, LSU, they beat LSU in, uh, in their building. So just to throw that out there about Syracuse, it is not a great team, but it is a tough place to go and win, to your point. Yeah, so um, so we had that. Obviously had the Super Bowl yesterday, and I'm anxious, to, I'm anxious to, for you to tell me what it is that I was looking at last night. Because <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Were, I was about were, to ask you the same thing. Were those, well, maybe we, we'll have, listeners will have to help us out. Was that a good game? Was that not a good game? Was Mahomes good? Was he was he average? I, I have so many questions. I'm still processing what it is that I saw last night. I I want to give people the freedom, and I don't I don't know uh, for a fact what I saw last night. I will tell you that I saw a lot of things said at the end of the game that were wildly different from what was being said during the game. And I wanna I wanna give people freedom to enjoy a game that wasn't great. I just feel like people need that freedom. And I'm not telling you this game wasn't great because you're free to feel how you want to feel. And like I said, I there were some things about this game that I was jaded by like the whole time. And there were some really interesting elements. Like I I'm not coming in here dreading the conversation about this game because it was so abhorrent and I can't believe that I watched it. But I don't think we saw like I mean, dare I say like I don't think we saw greatness on display last night. I don't think we saw a masterclass in decision making. Um I think the best player, the most impactful like wild player in the game was on the losing team. Like, if we were really being honest with ourselves, Juwan Jennings should have won the MVP. Am I wrong about that? 
that I kind of felt like he got snubbed. My man threw a touchdown pass as a wide receiver uh, in a game where there were only four touchdown passes. He had four catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. I mean, my guy was one of two players in the history of the Super Bowl to both throw four and catch a touchdown in a game. And it's not his fault that McCaffrey fumbled in the red zone, and it's not his fault that his offensive line left a man totally unblocked on the biggest third down of the game. I, I mean, I'm not saying that Mahomes... Look, Mahomes, Mahomes made some really great plays in the game. I did not think it was like a vintage Patrick Mahomes performance, but he did some really good things. I thought Andy Reid did some really good things in the game. Yeah, no, I... I, I think it was more vintage, but we'll we'll okay. we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Okay, I love it. I so I I'm not trying like I don't want to be a fuddy-duddy because I'm not in the mood to do that and that's not how I feel about the game. I just was seeing a lot of like wow, that was a great super it's a great Super Bowl. Yeah. I was seeing on Twitter, great Super Bowl. And I I'm not sure it was great as much as it was competitive all the way down to the end and then we had a fun finish. Yeah, Texter says, now we have to hear Mahomes being the, the goat on all the shows. No, Texter, no, you're you're not hearing that on this show. I am not talking about dynasties or where somebody ranks in history when they're still playing football. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. That is, honestly, I think it's ridiculous to have those conversations today, especially today. You, you just had the Super Bowl last night for crying out loud. Why would I want to talk about somebody's career when he's in the middle of it the day after the Super Bowl? I'll, I'll let the talking heads on television do that. To me, that is, that's, I don't know, that's that's kind of lazy. To, I mean, to go that, as deep into it as what what they're doing on the, on, on the old tube right now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's way overboard. There's a lot of, uh, rather than breaking the game down, there's a lot of storyline talk today. A lot of storyline talk. When I did think the game required, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the game required some breakdown because it wasn't straightforward. It wasn't even straightforward in the way that the last 49ers Chiefs game was straightforward in that the 49ers were very good for three quarters and then the Chiefs were very good in the fourth quarter and blew right past them. Pretty straightforward. Like we could talk about how, but the twists and turns of the game, the decision making, field goals, go for it, that kind of stuff, the punting and field position, uh, some of the. Some of the strange penalty flag choices I thought were that was interesting in the game as well. I mean, it was a, it was a game like I'm saying it was a game that it begs begged conversation. That's not about the big picture stuff. Maybe I'm the only one that thought Juwan Jennings was deserved. And I'm not saying Patrick like if you look at Patrick Mahomes' uh, stat line and you watched him play. Like, I, when the Chiefs won, I was like, he's going to win MVP. I don't think anybody thought anything different, but I did think if the Niners would have won, Jawan Jennings should have been the MVP, and I'm not sure that he didn't deserve it already, like above and beyond what the Chiefs quarterback did. Last Let me night. ask you this. Can you tell me who the MVP was for the last three Super Bowls? No. Nah, neither, me either. I can't tell you last year's. That's a great – honestly – you're not going to make a better point than that all day. And you didn't have to make it. You just asked that question. We don't remember. So I know that Mahomes has three because there's only three quarterbacks that have three, and he's one of them. Um, but it, do, like it, it didn't impact the way that I'm thinking about this game. 
that he gets the trophy, and so I'm I'm looking at his game differently. Yeah. I I'm excited to break this thing down, especially given I don't know if you were able to hear this or not. I don't remember when, where it was on Friday show, but um, when we were talking about like people were just in the text line on Friday talking about. I don't like Mahomes and Kelsey. And one guy mentioned Annex, and I was like, okay. I was here for the first half Friday. Yes. I was like, what are we talking What are the antics that we're talking about? What antics? Because I, I I will admit, I'm not a huge fan of Mahomes. I'm not a huge fan of Kelsey. I'm not a huge fan of the Chiefs. I'm not here to carry their water. But I don't see antics that go really above and beyond a bunch of other players and people that people don't hate on as much. And then, you know, Travis Kelsey raged out on his coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, there's antics. There it is. I do feel like a lot, there were a lot of folks rooting against them last night. There were a lot of my timeline people rooting against Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs. And I'm going to talk about that. Stay with us. We got much more to come on the Super Bowl and Clemson basketball. 654-ROAR, you want to call us, you want to text us, show on the Adams Covering text line. Hour 1 continues next. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Wearing a hat is so much more important than a fashion statement. You're making a stand for your favorite sports team, local cause, or brand. Hatflow Co. takes headwear seriously, offering only the highest quality custom and collegiate hats with patches handmade by locals in the upstate. Visit hatflowco.com to upload your custom design and get it quick with nationwide shipping and no order minimums. Or shop their collegiate collection at Harrison's Workwear in Malden or Spartanburg. Whichever way you shop, thank you for supporting a small business. Mark your calendar for February 26th from noon until 1.30. It's the annual State of Clemson with special guests including Clemson University President Jim Clements and Clemson City Mayor Robert Halfacre. Register at the Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce website at clemsonareachamber.org. Join area leaders and businesses for the annual State of Clemson, Monday, February 26th at the Madron Center at 12 noon. Advanced registration is required. clemsonareachamber.org. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at AutoWorksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3 row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylors. Craft Stove Store and Patio. 
With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes choice of JVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. What's Quok ranting about? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Find out weekdays from noon to 3, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the show. Happy Monday to everyone. Get your money started the right way by going to upstatemuscle.com right now. And let's talk about the greens and reds superfood, which I highlight that one because I happen to know that my partner in crime over there just had the greens and reds superfood. Yes. Uh, what he had was the best part of the, there, there are certain foods that they call superfoods because of all the nutrients and things that it has in it. They've made that into drink form that actually taste good which is hard to do sometimes uh there are four crucial nutrients that include all the vitamins that you need antioxidants there's also a digestive reset and a probiotics blend of this and then there are parts that help with the with a mental boost that is clinically proven to support health, memory, focus, and concentration. Uh, also, adaptogens, if that's not enough for you. It's a great way to start your day. I do that just about every day. Uh, greens and red superfoods. Uh, that just you know, start your day knowing that you're getting everything that you should have for the day. UpstateMuscle.com is where you can read more about it. You can use promo code BEN at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. And you'll get uh, free shipping over $49, upstatemuscle.com. Uh, Don Munson in a group text says he just had his. Don, I can see, Don and I both travel with that. I know for a fact that Don takes it on, on a regular basis. You know, And then some of their other products, we had a couple of texts last week about the protein and the cinnamon crunch flavor, you know, that we were promoting last week talking this basically a thank you text about how great it is best protein they'd ever have love that uh upstatemuscle.com all right uh six five four roars the number you want to join us i i did enjoy let me let me let me say this let me let me set this up i did enjoy the game for its back and forth nature 
And I did enjoy the game because it felt like a game where the stakes were high, like there was a lot of drama in the game. You, I kind of felt that way, I think, because of how, and I don't know how you would characterize it, Ben, but how angry the Chiefs were the whole game. Like, Travis Kelsey is in Andy Reid's face. Like, in the was it the first quarter, early second quarter? It was like early in the game. You've got, it's, it's again, early, early in the game. They're down 10 nothing with, I don't even know how much time. Well, they got four minutes left in the second quarter, and they're like having a come-to-Jesus defensive meeting. They just felt, it felt angry. Like, everybody was a little bit on edge from Kansas City. I didn't get the same sense from San Francisco, but I looked out at that. I was like, guys, like, you're, this is not your first rodeo. Like, you don't need to do this. But apparently they did feel they needed to do it. I mean, it was there was urgency, big-time urgency on the Kansas City sideline for a game that was 10 nothing for a team that had Patrick Mahomes on it. I don't think a, a, a game has to be high-scoring in order for it to be good. And we're sort of being trained now that that's what it requires. Um, I guess the part that was disappointing was that both teams kind of shot themselves in the foot with turnovers, especially San Francisco. Um, I also recognize how good the 49ers defense was. Their defensive line was outstanding. And Mahomes to me was frustrated and running for his life all night long. I mean, he, he never really got comfortable. How many, how many passes other than, quick out how many passes do you remember him throwing where he just had a clean pocket just stood there and made sh- and made the pass i mean it didn't happen very often not many um so and in terms of who was kind of willing willing their dominance on their opponent the 49ers could have easily been up two or three touchdowns in the first half i mean they were so much better than KC in the first half. I I thought Brock Purdy was outstanding. I mean, just outstanding. And you know, now you're not really comparing apples to apples here because again, Mahomes is Purdy's throwing from a clean pocket, and Mahomes was anything but. But I mean, I thought Purdy was better. For a lot of that game last night. For a night. lot of the game, I would agree that I mean, Purdy he just seemed to be a better quarterback. He was. And the better way to say it, maybe their offense was better. Because, again, it takes that line holding up and all that stuff. But um, you know, that's one thing that will get lost in this because everybody wants to talk about Mahomes today. And, you know, he did kind of what I expected him to do down the stretch. We talked about that Friday. At the same time, that moment last night was not too big for Brock Purdy. Not at all. And I I thought he handled himself outstandingly well. I mean, I really did. I was very impressed with him. And I was impressed that, you know, one one thing that I said on Friday that I was I would be nervous about from a San Francisco perspective is what the Chiefs did to the Ravens and the Bills. And they made them lesser versions of themselves because they felt like they couldn't be who they were to win. 
And the Chiefs were going to do that to San Francisco. They were going to try to make sure San Francisco didn't give the ball to McCaffrey a million times. I'll be honest, one of the things I found confounding about Twitter last night is how much people were angry that Christian McCaffrey should have gotten the ball more. McCaffrey was getting the ball like every other play. They gave the ball. They And I, he was gassed at the end of that yes. game. Oh, man, he was gassed. He, and he, he got beat up. I thought it was a fantastic usage of McCaffrey in different ways. They motioned him out wide to try to distract so they could throw underneath. Um, they couldn't use the horizontal game. The Chiefs were game to that, so Debo was not really mm-hmm. a run threat. So they had to do other things to sort of get that defense flowing side to side. They ran a lot of like off-tackle, stretch plays, that kind of stuff. That worked a lot for McCaffrey. I just thought they were persistent in trying to find unique ways. They, no, they didn't hand it to him every snap for a drive and take nine minutes off the clock. But they made sure, Ben, that Christian McCaffrey was the focal point of their game plan to open everything else up. And I think that's why they were the team that seemed to have the most sustained success in terms of being able to build, even when they punted, like they were able mm-hmm. to build drives out a little bit more frequently. Texture says, uh, whoever kept tackling Bosa was the MVP of the game. <laughs> yes. That's on the third and 22? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that that was an egregious miss. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it, it's one thing to hold. It's another thing to actually take him to the ground with the hold. <laughs> there was one. Is it? Is that? Quark, the, I mean, in all seriousness, that could have. I mean, that that could have been a game-changing play right there. Yes, there was one. I, didn't th- I, I did not think officiating was all that great last night, especially with spots. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the there were a couple of bad spots, and, I, you know, I felt like there was there was one in particular, and I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, it was, I think it was the Chiefs were backed up. Um... They were, uh, yeah, it was third and short. They were backed up. They were short of the first down, but maybe had a bad spot. So rather than, uh, you know, I guess rather than challenge the spot, they lined up. Then they called a timeout. They came out, ran the exact same play in the exact same formation, the exact play that they were going to run. They didn't get it, and they punted. It was like, it it was horrible. It was a horrible usage of time and whatever. But it came because, as you said, there was a questionable spot. Now, I don't know if he would have gotten the first down, but it looked like there was a good chance he might have got to the line again. That was not the only time. The other thing I would note is, and I don't know if this is the same play you're talking about or not, but there was one play where the entire left side of Kansas City's line was like WWE-style takedown moves. It was like the guard and the tackle both, I mean, like, like hugging, grabbing, throwing to the ground as Mahomes is like Do you remember? the ball. Do you remember the scene in the longest yard where the whole offensive line or one line or the other just just assaults the other the guards all at the same time? <laughs> That's the scene I thought about a few times last night. If you had posted it on Twitter, I would have liked and retweeted. I'm sure. Uh, just going. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. that that was funny. That was good. You know, back to the quarterbacks for a moment, and you know, I don't people hear what they want to hear in no way by saying that Brock Purdy played good Brock Purdy played great 
not saying that Mahomes didn't play good. Uh, you know, again, his lack of production in the first half was because he didn't have time to throw the ball. I don't think it was anything he did. So, I mean, let's let's not get it twisted there. Tech, like, sometimes I think some of you just looking for a fight because that's not at all what I said. Then you get to the end of the game, though. And Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does, and it's the reason that I picked KC. I, I said that exact same thing, that exact thing last week. When the game is on the line, you've got one drive to win it all. Who do you want to be your quarterback? And the answer is Patrick Mahomes. And you saw that play out. Oh, by the way, Purdy had an incredible drive himself that stalled and they settled for a field goal. But I mean, he had a, what, seven-minute drive in overtime? It's a great drive. Again, he didn't do anything wrong. I, I mean, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do anything wrong. Patrick Mahomes has that uh, extra gear at the end of games. And, I mean, it wasn't – Purdy wasn't on the field trying to stop him. I would I would suggest to you fault. that Purdy was able to execute in critical moments as well or better than Patrick Mahomes relative to what should have been expected of it. I mean, like, if you want to blame Brock Purdy for a free blitzer getting in his face, sure. Why not? I would say that's a great defensive call and maybe a breakdown in protection. I just thought it was a great defensive call there uh, right at the in the uh, in the overtime. But, like, down 13-10, you're in easy chip shot field goal range, and you're going to put that ball in the quarterback's hands on fourth down? I thought it was a bad decision. I'll be honest. I thought it was a bad yeah. choice. They should have taken the points and tied the game. But Brock Purdy makes it work and then throws the ball to Jennings that ends up being the go-ahead touchdown there. You're right. I mean, I I thought that Purdy, they gave, they put the ball in Purdy's. It was different from the last time San Francisco was in the spot where it felt like they were scared to put the ball in the quarterback's hands. They put the ball in the quarterback's hands there. They got him in position to be successful. He took one sack, didn't turn the ball over. It was a master class in management. And then I felt like Mahomes sort of matched and maybe exceeded him right at the end as far as managing the game is concerned and managing those situations. Yeah, the loss the loss had nothing to do with Brock Purdy. I mean, it, it didn't. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankfully I hadn't seen anybody bashing him today. Again, I, I thought he was I thought he was great. Um, and you know, let's be honest. You may agree with this or not. I thought the 49ers were the better team. I mean, it, I thought it was they were the better team. They just happened to not win the game. Um, I mean, I to me, they they look they clearly look better. I want to talk about that uh, a little bit later. Let's go to Chuck and Taylor's, who's up with us next. Six five four roars a number before we hit our next break. What's up, Chuck? Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, just got a couple questions. I always make it try to make it quick so you guys can go on. I know it's Super Bowl day, but I'm I, I just wanted to talk Clemson basketball. Sure. Um, man, I tell you, I, I don't understand. You know, it's crazy, isn't it, Clark and Ben? It, every team seems to be different at certain times. To me, it, it doesn't matter if it's Clemson or whatever. When you put guys together, they just play different. I think the twenty-one. I don't know what the percentage was, but, man, when you turn the ball over 21 times, you're really not supposed to win. But I attest that to, man, when you play a real tough game, 
and uh, not making excuses. I'm just guessing. But uh, when you play a real tough game like North Carolina, you know, you got that drag or whatever you want to call it and a little bit of laziness. But the guards really played well, and kudos to JG3, man. What a player, and what a great get by the athletic group and Coach Burnell. And they just found a way to pull that game out. But um, I'd like to see you guys just do the win game if you can. If you got time to work in any schedule, if you don't, I understand. But I think they're going to beat Miami. And I think I asked you all that question, why you all think that they don't play as well at home this year, like Ben was just talking about. Uh, I don't know if they get a little bit uptight because this fan group's really supporting them this year. You know, I guess they have big expectations. But uh, I, I really enjoy watching them, you know, this year especially, and I always watch them. But uh, kudos Coach Burnell. And, uh, you know, our ladies lost uh, – uh, to Missouri, I will say that. But, hey, you're going to lose some, you're going to win some. So, anyway, uh, they got beat by a good team. But And Florida State's women's loss. So, it's not the end of the world. You know, I saw some people on Twitter say something about, you know, Coach Rippman, and that's crazy. You know, we'll never win the national or nothing. But that's just the craziest thought. But, anyway, that's, that's what my question was, really, is, what do you expect uh, them playing at home, I guess? And uh, I'll take it off there. I really enjoy your show, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it, Chuck. Thanks for the phone call. By the way, he's talking about softball there. Softball went 4-1 and one this weekend and lost to Missouri yesterday. That was tough. Tough turnaround to finish up after 9 o'clock and then play at 10 a.m. against the NCAA tournament team from last year in Missouri after beating Oregon. Um, that was uh, that was definitely a tough ask. Uh, we have a lot to say about basketball. I as much as I got abused for playing win game in early January, I will not be playing win game with this team ever again. Never, ever again. Basketball is very much a week-to-week <laughs> for everybody. I mean, is it not? Yes. I can't, I can't project how they're going to be playing three weeks from now. But Chuck did make some good points. And I, I, have, some, I have some thoughts on basketball. I have, I have some unorthodox thoughts on basketball. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to run by you and the people. Uh, if we can, a little bit later on. We're talking uh, Super Bowl. We're talking Clemson-Syracuse. 654-ROAR is the number. Hour 1 continues next. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Tired of cutting your neighbor's grass or passing by distressed properties in your neighborhood? Well, wish no more. At Samuel Property Group, we specialize in transforming these overgrown, rundown properties and offer cash for them in as little as 10 days without the MLS. We buy properties every day, no matter the condition. So if you're ready to turn an eyesore into a neighborhood gym, visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com and fill out our contact form, and we'll handle the rest. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers, and give your loved ones what they really want, an insanely clean home with the pros at zero res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other services like no other. 
and with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention to me, Mickey and the Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $109 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. New Year, New You. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Doug. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings? Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand they are currently offering. Three different flavors, Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today and help make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. How can we get your undivided attention? If you just look over here for two seconds, I'll do anything. I'll watch a foreign film. I'll talk to a man with a ponytail. Get in at 654-ROAR and let us know what you want to talk about. We are the Roar. This is a great uh, text on the Adams Gorby text line. Texture from the 614. Normally, I'm good at area codes. I don't actually know where that one's from. 
Texture from the 614 says, you get hammered for saying it, but the Chiefs defense won that game just like Brady got carried to a couple of those Super Bowls by great defense. Part of being the GOAT is having a team that comes through for you. Uh, made a couple great kicks, too. I thought maybe the biggest play of the whole game, um, well, I think the uh, there were a lot of, I, I shouldn't even say that. There were a lot of big plays. You don't even, you maybe don't even get to the fourth down, the, the triple option run. You don't even get to that. If you if you don't, if Steve Spagnuolo doesn't dial up that pressure right up the middle in Purdy's face on third down inside the 10 in overtime. But, so Texture thinks that Kansas City's defense was the difference in the game? That's what he's saying. That hmm. the Chiefs defense won the game kind of like, and I would say the early Brady teams, those early games with Brady and the Patriots, when he was in his mid-20s, let's say, those were defensive Super Bowls. If I said that KC's defense was the weakest unit of the four, would you agree with that? Ooh. Let me see. Last, You know what? I've not even thought about it. Last night, I would say... They got abused Ooh, in the man. first half, Ooh, man. Oh, man. Now, maybe, know, maybe when it counts, you know, when it, well, it all counts, but you know what I mean. It dep- Can I say it depends? Because I agree with you about the first, I thought Kansas, I thought San Francisco moved the ball in the first half. But, you know, in the second half, I'm going to give them credit because San Francisco went three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, muff punt. In the first four times they had a chance to get the ball. Yeah. After I mean, halftime. If, if there was a, if there was a bad unit, it was it was uh, San Francisco's special teams. See, and that's the crazy thing is because San Francisco's special teams was considered significantly inferior to Kansas City. So what did they do? They uh, kicked the daylights out of the ball early in the game. You thought Townsend was going to be maybe a difference maker in the game. Turns out uh, Wisniewski was a, a, did a fantastic job and punted right with Townsend. Mm-hmm. You had, I mean, you had the one bad muff where it w- it looked like Ray Ray's fault, and I know every Clemson fan was like, "There's Clemson Ray Ray showing up again." Mm. A big, but, but it wasn't. His it fault. wasn't his fault. It, it goes off the foot of the guy. He's got no, like, there's nothing. There's nothing you could do there. There's absolutely. There's absolutely nothing you can do. Um, I felt like their special teams was very. I mean, you, the longest field goal in the game was the. Um, uh, the the fifty six yarder mm-hmm. early in the in the game right there late in the first quarter or early in the second quarter I guess by Moody which I never would have thought that that you had the two longest field goals in Super Bowl history um, is it bad is it bad that I thought the I thought the best unit in the first half was the San Francisco offense I thought San Francisco's offense was really good in the first half they and I I understand they fumbled on the opening drive, but they moved the ball. Then they moved it and got a field goal. Then they moved it and scored a touchdown. Uh, Meanwhile, Kansas City was kind of scuffling around, yelling at each other on the sideline. That's what it looked like to me. But I thought San Francisco's offense looks really good. And I thought, I actually thought Kansas City's defense was the, the better unit for a lot of the second half until the end of regulation when San Francisco finally figured out how to move it again. That's why I'm filibustering your question because I I'm not comfortable answering 
who was the worst unit because I felt like that changed hands. I felt like the best yeah. and worst unit changed hands at different points of the game, you know? And I don't really know. This is what made it a weird game to kind of break down. I don't really know what you do with. I thought San Francisco's first drive was really good, and then their best player fumbled. Do I give them credit for moving the ball, or do I ding them for fumbling? Fair point. That, I don't know. I, I can't get out of my mind how easily San Francisco moved the ball. Though. They did. They just they just wet the bed at the end of those drives. And I do. I mean, I do give credit to Spagnolo because he is widely revered for blitz packages, for basically bluffing the quarterback into seeing something, forcing you to to basically double cross yourself to overthink things, and the. I think the biggest play of the game was that pressure because that San Francisco is going to score there. I really thought San Francisco was going to get a touchdown and then Kansas City is going to have to go down and, and get a touchdown just to extend the game and they're maybe going to go for two or whatever the case may be. Uh, that pressure gave Patrick Mahomes his lifeline. And who among us didn't think when San, this is this is the weirdness of the game, okay? Who among us didn't think when San Francisco kicks the short field goal to go up 22-19, Kansas City's winning this game. They're going to drive right down. They're going to win this game right now. Mm-hmm. Didn't everybody think that was going to happen? And, and what's crazy is Kansas City scored 19 points in regulation. It wasn't 38-35 where you're just dreading being on defense last. The defense has held them quite well. To your point, San Francisco, that might have been the best game San Francisco's defense has played all year. They were phenomenal in the game. Yeah, and I, I thought their game plan was 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 so good. Uh, you know, just playing that contain across the front. I, Mahomes, to me, just looked frustrated all night. Still made the plays when he had to make them. But, you know, if he... If he didn't have that kind of pressure, what might he have done? You know, might not have even might have might have been kind of lopsided. Uh, so that's why, like, if I'm, I don't know that it really matters which unit plays the best. I know the 49ers were not the worst unit. Yes, the 49ers defense. I mean, I I thought their defense was just very good. I felt like, and I, I to your point, if I had to like give grades drive by drive and then add them up at the end. Mm-hmm. I think San Francisco's two units might have been the better units in the game. And that's my point. When I say, you know, it looked to me like San Francisco was a better team. But you've got to make the plays, you know, when when it matters. Um, and San Francisco, I mean, the, the KC made more plays when they had to, when they had to. Third down, the disparity in third downs, I didn't realize it live. San Francisco's 3-for-12 versus Kansas City's 9-for-19. That's a gargantuan gap in a game like this. Now, it's to San Francisco's credit that they didn't get to 19 third downs because they were much more effective and much more consistent on first and second down, I felt, throughout the game. I think the stats will probably bear that out, that they were better at avoiding third downs altogether. Um, That Kansas City was habitually having to make third down plays. And it was those third down plays where you felt like maybe holding was gonna be a factor. I and I like I will say maybe a couple of those third down conversions for Kansas City were aided by things that maybe should have been <laughs> called. You know, the the biggest it is a bit of a shame. As somebody who picked the Chiefs and it's not like broken up that they 
won the game. It was a bit of a shame that the biggest penalty in the entire game was the holding call against San Francisco on the run out wide mm-hmm. down there at the end. And I I don't think it ended up playing a huge factor. Like, I think the drive ends the same. But there was a bit of whatever the opposite of poetic justice is. Injustice, I don't even know. There was a. It was just odd that that was the point in time when it felt like an offensive lineman went too far. I would agree. Here's where I'm going to land on this, Quok. It. I don't think it was a great game because of the turnovers, but I do think it was a very entertaining game down the stretch. Let me ask you this. This is one that's going to take us, I think, to the top of the hour. And probably past the top of the hour. And there was... Uh, people had posted this on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you've probably seen this clipped. The, the the portion of the Ringer article that's talking about the two teams' approach to the overtime. San Francisco was the better team. Texter says this. Uh, and I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one. From the 864... It came down to coaching decisions down the stretch. Andy Reid continues to prove he's the best in the game right now. And, well, Shanahan continues to flub closing out. Hmm. Do you think that's a fair characterization of what we saw down the stretch of the game? Uh, on the Andy Reid side, yes. I don't, I don't know enough about Shanahan's... I don't recall his history enough to say... I, he doesn't strike me as somebody who's marked as a coach that can't finish. I yes, this is what I think people Am I wrong are getting on at. That? That's right. I, this is what I think people are getting at here. Okay, he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons team that blew the twenty-eight-three lead in the Super Bowl, and it was some of the play-calling decisions down the stretch where he threw the ball when he could have run it and used the clock a little bit more mm-hmm. that allowed Brady to get back in. And that that's fair. I would also point out that if we're going to talk about every offensive coordinator like that that Tom Brady beat, then that's about half of the freaking league. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has lost three playoff games, and he's zero two against Tom Brady. Right. So, right. I mean, to your point, it, that's kind of that's kind of a high bar <laughs> to measuring by. And you know, the other one is, and I I don't know if this one's as fair. I don't. I don't see this one as that damaging. There are lots of folks that think he really puckered up, up 10 in the fourth quarter against Mahomes last time. When in reality, what happened is the same thing that happened last night. We haven't talked about this, but San Francisco's four-man pass rush that was effective through the first three quarters got tired. It didn't get pressure on Mahomes, and he lit them up in the fourth quarter back in 2020. And Shanahan was blamed for that when in reality, that was just... Kansas City became itself. It was a it was a great offense. It was held to 10 points or three quarters by a great defense. The defense got tired. The offense became itself. But Shanahan's t- taken a lot of blame, probably because people remembered him as the OC of the Falcons. So it's like this snowball effect that every time something goes wrong for you, we're bringing up the things from the past. Yeah, that's true. I want to talk about this more on the other side. And, and I also want to get back to, and we will, to Chuck's questions and comments about Clemson basketball. Because it's a shame that... That's going to get overshadowed today by by Super Bowl, but we'll make time for both. That's right. We're uh, we're good at juggling. 
Well, we're going to try to juggle. This hour is brought to you by our friends at Toyota Easley. Go by and see them on Highway 123. Uh, check out a new, check out a pre-owned vehicle. Um, this is this is a great company that you want to do business with. These are great people to work with. Uh, they'll give you a down-the-middle, true blue, no bones about it, great sales experience, and they're going to get you the service that you need. That service department is top-notch. Whether it's a new, whether it's a pre-owned vehicle, they got you covered on Highway 123 or on the web at toyotaofeasley.com. That's Toyota of Easley, where their name means a great deal. Hour one is in the books. Hour two, more nonsense next. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens. 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Valentine's Day is upon us. And you know, your team at Reed's Jewelers will make sure you find